1: Hello and welcome to our Bravo episode of Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into our Bravo shows, Kate Nice podcast, Tender Loving. Yeah. which is available on all podcasting platforms as a new episode each wednesday in that episode we break down a show from the tlc and discovery plus network past or present we deep dive the insanity of those shows on tuesdays we have a purely 90 day fiance show but this beautiful friday episode is all our first love which is bravo so without any further without, fur- without further ado hi Ken. hi receipts <laughs> Proof. Timeline. Screenshots. I am giddy. I am all of a tizzy. I am (laughs) in a tizzy and I'm all of a tizzy. Um, No alcohol either. Not that I'm doing dry January, but just, you know, you know what I've got instead?
2: What? Damp January?
1: (laughs) Coke (laughs) Zero. I got my Coke Zero. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I wanted to bring my Coke Zero in. So, you know, get a little pep in the step. Um, but I was thinking of you the other night, Kate, because you know how we have always have that discussion about like, you know, my caffeine, her caffeine just doesn't even touch, doesn't even touch me. Right. Yes. Um, it's been for LA. I just want to say very chilly here. It was 39 degrees in my thermometer the other day in LA. Wild. Yeah. And really strong winds. So I came in and I had the option of either like, it was maybe like nine o'clock it was really cold and I wanted just a hot drink. Put the heating on, I wanted just a hot drink. So I didn't have any herbal teas that didn't have any caffeine in. I think it was all green tea and stuff like that. So I thought I'd just make a nice, nice filtered coffee. So I made a big thing of coffee and I sat and I had a lovely mug of coffee with oat milk before bed. It's <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> it's so
2: insane. It,
1: I wonder <laughs> if I need to get tested for some gene that's missing or something
2: i don't i guess you're just a very good sleeper and that's something to be grateful for you know well did i ever tell you the
1: story this is this is really going deep now guys my i was as a baby i was the second and my mom told me stories all growing up just so i didn't have enough complexes she just wanted to add some more into me she said uh my sibling was a terrible sleeper my mum was up every three hours for like four years like horrendous story right I came along I was literally out of the birth canal and I was sleeping 10 hours a night right like, literally, <laughs> I was just, I was sleeping so soundly so my mum told me as I got older I was she's like I was a nervous wreck because I didn't understand how you were sleeping. So I'd go up to your crib and I would put a mirror in front of your mouth to make sure you were breathing, right? Because I was terrified. And then she said, just very casually to me, she goes, and then I thought, oh, she must be special because she's sleeping so much. Oh, my gosh. Especially rested. That's what you are. Thank you so much. But she was very worried that there was going to be some abnormality, shall I say. Um, But luckily, I turned out perfect, Kate. Just perfect. Perfect baby. Perfect adult. Yep. Nothing wrong over there. But you, I feel like you appreciate a nap. Like you like a nap.
2: I'm a big sleeper. I can sleep a very long time. I can sleep in no problem. But I have a hard time going to bed, like winding down. I just want to stay up all night. I don't want the day to end sort of thing. Once I finally get asleep, I'm asleep.
1: Okay. Okay. And so. then, you know, you you could do a midday nap. Sure. Yeah. You could do a little sure. fill a little fill nap in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hopefully. I don't, I don't often get to, but mm-hmm. I would, if I could.
1: I loved that Dorinda, when we first met Dorinda, always goes back to Roni. When we first met Dorinda and we Real Housewives of um, New York, she introduced and she said every single day, at four o'clock, I take a nap. She says, I go into my house. She goes, and I take off all my clothes, and I put on a cotton nightgown. And she says, and I go to sleep for 45 minutes every single day of my life.
2: That's ideal. She's doing She's doing it right.
1: And she's also partying till like six o'clock in the morning in New York. <laughs> so, I mean, she needs a nap. She needs That's, a nap.
2: She's uh, full of those little contradictions, isn't oh. she? She's... Oh she's wild and crazy and she's also a very regimented grown-up lady yeah yeah
1: well before we get into that we have so much to go on about i do just mm -hmm. want to apologize for my location right now and looking a little bit looks a little bit blurry the camera and everything if you guys are watching us on youtube which you can and you should do right now we see the subscribers coming in thank you so much go over to youtube put in tender loving care podcast k uploads um, are recordings of every single episode we do. So please go over there, watch us, um, like smash that, smash that like button and make us make Kate and I's dream come true of being YouTubers. Um, but yeah, I'm looking very fuzzy here just because I cannot record in where I usually record because it's an icebox. It is a literal icebox in that room. And I opened the door and I walked in, and I went, nope, and I shut it. So I'm recording in my living room right now. So I do apologize
2: it's all good so i feel like there's a lot yes. of bravo news we are needing to get into am i
1: right oh my god kate there's so much i mean we've have, we have not spoken since last year um and about bravo and the things that have come out it's been like boom 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 boom
2: that d- network is giving us a lot
1: oh God, except in Potomac, I don't know if you're watching Potomac, but no. Woo, no, all I hear is
2: bad stuff. So like it's boring or the whatever people don't like it this season. I got enough stuff to watch. I'm just not watching. Right. It. It's a shame because Potomac used to be my favorite. But
1: I loved it. I loved it. <sighs> I know. I know. Um. So Kate, you're right. There is so much to catch up on. We are obviously going to be going over Beverly Hills and Salt Lake. Woo! Um. Today. What I was going to say, and I think you kind of had the exact same idea as mine, of us doing a quick breakdown of our thoughts on like some breaking news, some other Bravo stuff. We can go back and forth. I'll throw out one, you throw out one to me, and we'll just go over.
2: Okay, that sounds perfect.
1: Now I'm going to ask this, but I'm not—I haven't confirmed whether you have seen this. Did you manage to finish Real Housewives: Ultimate Girls Trip?
2: I had a little time left over today to watch stuff, and I. St- I fast-forwarded towards the end of the last episode. I didn't have enough time for the whole thing, but I knew you had said the end of it was really great with Lou. So I watched the last, I don't know, like 15 minutes of it. So I saw them partying and the editing at the end with the, they're all trying to guess who Lou slept with. And then the footage of him walking out butt naked. I mean, it was amazing.
1: I mean, could you... None of these franchises can do it. None of them can do it like old Rony. You ended up getting footage of this guy, not only butt naked after just having banged Luan all night, but what he's doing is he's coming out, he's grabbing a cigarette to go back in and one for her. I'm like, oh, oh that hey. Oh, that woman, that woman. All through Ultimate Girl's Trap, she's just so horny i mean it's from the second she wakes up to the second she goes which man can i sleep with i need a man to sleep with i need male attention i need a man i need this is her in her late 50s what was she like in her 20s well
2: what i'm curious about how long of a period was she so from improper because I we have talked about this how someday we want to do a bonus episode that chronicles in detail the life of Lou and her journey and so we know she had probably wild times as you know in her 20s yes do you know I'm sure you do when she met the count
1: great question appreciate it thank you um I do you consider myself a Lou aficionado dates and times I'm not good with, but we knew Lou as brought up in Connecticut. She was nurse Lou and she worked in, um, at the home she worked in, she used to give like aerobics classes to the patients and the nurses, which I love. Um, she from, I don't know where the period was of her being a nurse to the modeling beginning. Because when she started modeling, that's when she went to Italy and France and was bumming around that. And she said, I wasn't like a big runway model or anything, but I did commercial work over there. So I think the nursing happened for a couple of years, probably out of finishing high school. So I would say 18, 19, 20. Then she went over to Italy or France And then she was blonde on the Italian game show, which we all know, we all know and love. Those that footage. (laughs) Um, How she met the Count, unfortunately, I don't think she's ever said that on air. Yeah. Um, I do believe, though, I think she met him in America. Um, And they eloped. They didn't even have a big wedding. They went to a registry office um, and got married. Uh, I mean, if she... Like Noel and Victoria are late 20s, that no, geez, late 20s now, probably early 30s.
2: Okay, okay. I Googled and it says she attended a dinner party in Switzerland where she met met Count Alexander Deliseps. And after a very short courtship, the two were engaged. So it was Switzerland she met him. Yes, At a party. That was oh. after the after the hosting gig.
0: For
1: what end. age does it say there? Um, let's see, listeners. I'm so sorry, Kate. And I will <laughs> literally talk about Lou for about. Yeah, an hour. I guess we can move on. But I'll we'll let you know on. if I figured so out. We, but Kate, you came up with it there. We will be, and we're promising this. We because it's Kate and I's dream. We're gonna have an episode solely called The Life of Lou. You already (laughs) titled it, Kate, The Life of Lou. We are gonna document, like proper his bravo historians that we are, Lou's journey. Because to see her in this Ultimate Girls trip, Kate, she that photo of her with a cigarette and showing the barman how she looked like 10 years ago, saying, Don't I look the same? I mean, it was. Just so beautiful. She's looking unbelievable. Her body is banging. Confidence (laughs) is through the roof. Every guy wants to be around her. She's our Lou.
2: The women are in awe of her. No. The women want to be her. The men yes. want to sleep with her. God, I love. The her. women want to sleep with her. Yeah, the women okay. want to sleep with. Both. They got. They got married in nineteen ninety three and were married until two thousand nine, according All to right Google. Sorry, right, anyway. I remember
1: I told you the story. Like, I did see um the count near Harrods in London with his <laughs> new girlfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah. that was amazing um anyway but overall yes talking about royal housewives um ultimate girls trip this latest season obviously we thought we were going to get this later because the whole brandy one is axed which means we never got alex mccord which is a crying shame it's so typical as well of (laughs) alex to be on the one that gets cancelled it's like oh alex poor alex she if she had been on this one kate
2: that's the only thing that could have improved
1: only thing that could have improved it you're right i want to pose a question to you about it were you mildly shocked surprised no one was wasted and i'm talking about sonia like fall over wasted constantly naked wasted
2: i was surprised i was thinking about that and i think that all of these women went into this knowing okay This could be a chance to prove to Andy Uh, that we are worth putting back on the air full time. We don't want to mess this up. So we're going to have fun and we're going to be our best entertaining selves. But I think maybe they were minding their P's and Q's a little bit.
1: That makes sense because I could not get my head around it. I was like, where's dorinda losing her shit like wasted yeah. and slurring her words there were no subtitles yep. needed that's never <laughs> seen that before talking but you're uh, right dorinda yeah. wants back on you're right
2: they were kind of pitching themselves throughout yeah. the thing too At, i remember the very end of it one of them dorinda or someone was like see this is why we're so great because we have fun like <laughs> They were summarizing. And this is why we're the best housewives ever. And I think they had that in mind when they were there. So
1: listen, and was Ramona Ramona show when she and this Well, Ramona was wasted, actually, which was really kind of funny to see, though, in the last episode, you know, when she's tried. I don't know if you saw this. She's she's wasted and she's trying to pack for the next day. So she gets that obnoxious. Where is it? I need it. I need it right now. So she's running around the villa with that guy trying to find her underwear and a bikini that is supposed to be washed. And she she was really swearing away. She was and then she fell asleep while the psychic was giving her a reading. I mean, it was just how what overall, Kate, compared to all of the ones we've seen so far, like of the ultimate girls, how do you feel about the entire trip? I
2: think this has hands down been the most entertaining one, of course the the Berkshires one stressed me oh. out it had it was- great moments but with Dorinda you know flying off the handle so much it was just like oh no Dorinda don't do this oh. um so I think she got back to a lighter place spiritually she's still our same Dorinda she can get set off at times but she kind of Story- reined mm-hmm. it, in, rained it mm-hmm. in a bit um and what was the other one? See, I can't even remember much about the first. Oh, one. the
1: Thailand was ridiculous, and the yeah. first one was Lou. But they were all like on their best behavior, and it wasn't. Yeah, they were testing it out. But you're right; this one was the best. Um, yeah. it-, it was brilliant. It was brilliant work. It was so brilliant.
2: Every second, something to look at or laugh at. I I laughed my ass off. It was great. <gasps> Love it. All right.
1: What do you have? For, do you have anything for me that you want to throw out? Just thoughts apart from the two episodes.
2: Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. I watched the Summer House season eight trailer came out recently. I watched that and I think it looks good. And I believe I will be watching. It starts with the Carl and Lindsay breakup. You have Carl talking directly to a producer You have Lindsay on the phone talking to her dad. And then it goes back in time and shows that this whole season is going to be about, you know, their relationship struggles leading up to the wedding. And uh, there's a great line from Sierra. She is talking to Amanda and she says, do you feel like you have an identity outside of Kyle? Because I
1: don't. (laughs) It's like. Damn. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. She took the words out of my mouth because Kate, yeah. you know I'm not one to gossip or speak my mind often, right? Never,
2: never. <laughs>
1: um, I had said so many times to you I don't get summer house. Did I watch every single season? Absolutely, because I do my research. But I told you I don't find any of them attractive, and that Amanda, that Paige, don't get me started on page she's supposed to be a fashion guru a fashionista do you see the state of her like what she wears is something you pick up at top shop like she is so uninspired so uninteresting and amanda there's nothing nothing apart from she's skinny and she is kyle's girlfriend mm-hmm. and a wife and that's it I I was so shocked at that whole show, watched it all, but none of them I couldn't understand it. Now, when this broke about Lindsay and first of all, when those two got together, that was bizarre as well when I watched mm-hmm. that. Then um, you know, the breakup, obviously that was came after Scandal and everyone was like, oh, it's like another Scandal, and this is kind of big. So that's interesting. So will I be popping into it? I probably will, but not with the enthusiasm of yourself. But I do appreciate that the scandal in it now. Mm-hmm. But they are as dull as dishwater. That's how I, I don't understand how they took off.
2: They showed a lot. I, I don't know. It was really a show that grew on me. And I, it's. I think what I appreciated is that it was just so stupid. And the fights were so, so stupid. You have, you have those workers twins throwing watermelons on the ground. It's just yeah. the dumbest shit ever. And mm. I, I just like to just mindlessly watch it for some reason. I like Amanda. I don't even know why. Um, Kind of have a crush on her. That's probably why. Um, But they showed Amanda and Kyle having quite a lot of trouble as well. Okay. Okay.
0: It's Amanda's.
2: I think she feels what Sierra is saying. And she's trying to stand up for herself and have differing opinions from him. Mm. and she says i uh you don't ever let me have my own opinion and he's like because your opinions are dumb and it's like <laughs> oh geez. yeah he says some i he pisses me off so okay. I'll, I'll be i don't know if i'll watch every I'm- single episode but like you said yeah i'll definitely be dipping in and seeing how dipping it is in.
1: dipping in um well let's get on to you know the meat and potatoes Okay. We are going to be covering, obviously, we the latest episode, which is 11 of season 13 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Celebration of Life. Um, we need to discuss, I guess, kind of because I think there were a couple that aired that we did not. Um, I know they took a break, like we took a break. But when we took a break... Um, I guess we need to discuss, I think, like one episode before that, roughly, and just kind of where we are with all of the characters and the players. Overall, Kate, how are you feeling about Beverly Hills this season so far? We're on episode bloody 11 already. Tell me how you're feeling.
2: There were some great episodes (laughs) so far. The dinner with Denise was very compelling and fun for me to watch. But a lot of the episodes, I get a little bit bored. And that's kind of a theme with me watching Beverly Hills Housewives.
1: Agreed. I mean, look, we can't ask that we can go back to the glory days of Camille fighting with Kyle. And, you know, you stole my goddamn house and Kim Richards. Like, those are the glory days. But but I realized watching this episode that was very, very touching because of part of the subject matter of it. This cast... Like it just dump. And I was trying to figure out what is going on with it. And I essentially, I came to the point, Kate, essentially, there is a massive amount of gossip and drama that is contained with these women. The problem is none of them are bringing it out. Dorit and PK, what we saw this week is nothing compared to what is going on. Underneath with those two, there is a massive amount of stuff going on. The money is a huge issue. The fact that he was living at the Beverly Hills Hotel for a while, apparently, and wasn't even living at the house, they're not going to discuss it. So that's off the table. Kyle is so irritating with not discussing what's really going on with Maurizio. Yes, I always call him Maurizio, not Mauricio, and Morgan Wade, that. You're just like, oh, give it up. I can't be bothered anymore. So the problem is there's a ton of drama that should be coming out, but no one is talking about it or dealing with that.
2: That's how Beverly Hills plays the Housewives game. And it's really frustrating. There's so much going on under the surface, yeah. but they're so concerned with keeping up appearances and... um None of them will kind of get down in the dirt with each other very often. It's it's very thrilling what they do. Yes. But you have to sit through about eight episodes of almost nothing until you get to a blow-up or something. And it's you're right. Very
1: it's very on on brand. I guess you're right. But I mean, even you're right. But it's just this stuff simmering, and all as the audience we know, okay. Dorit, you've got this hair that you've dyed because you re- you look really depressed and she's suffering terribly from PTSD, plus her marriage is breaking down, plus her husband is in millions of dollars worth of debt. that None of that's getting discussed. Um, you've got, you know, obviously Carl with Maurizio and everything. And I just think, um, what was my point that I was going to say here? I did actually have a really good point. Um <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. No, but you were saying how they won't bring it out. Um, yes, that's it. I was watching something uh, something on Instagram with these great um, accounts and they did, played the clip, which is one of my favorite and it's one of the most shocking, n- not really spoken about housewife clips of all time. It was a reunion for, okay, it was Roni, I'm admitting it was Rony, but it was Dorinda's, I would say first or second season. And it was when, it was the season where she is just, scrapping about John um, and Bethany. Remember, it was the bra party and Bethany and John came in and they're talking about Coke. Yes. On one sofa, you've got Dorinda and Sonia sat next to Dorinda and they're all kind of squished on this couch. And Andy's talking about Coke, right? Because Bethany's like, well, they're all doing something. Sonia turns to Dorinda, who sat next to her. They're like best friends, supposedly, and goes, well, everyone knows Everyone knows you do drugs. And she turns, Dorendra just turns around and goes, I don't do drugs. I'm home every night. And they're like, oh, shut up. And then and then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Lou goes, just drop it. Everyone just like, we don't need to talk about it. Just drop it. And they moved on to another another question. In Beverly Hills, if you would have had a woman turn around and go, come on, everyone knows you do drugs. That would have been a season long fight. But with the Roni gals, they were just like, nah, whatever. Shut up. It's a, it's a,
2: exactly. It's a throwaway comment. And then you have Beverly Hills talking about Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy oh. for ten episodes, and you're like, oh. oh my god, talk about your marriage, talk about your yeah. debt, talk, you know, someone bring it up. And uh, that's why Roni's the best. I mean, it, it is. is and getting
1: into this episode, it was really, it was really apparent. I think in this episode, it really struck me. I mean, we've got. We open up with Kyle and her stunning array of dogs, which we've spoken about. Just stunning. Puff and fluff, as far as the eye can see. And I just read, she's way too much time wear hands because she's just like in the house alone. You see, it's just this big empty house of Kyle in there. And they're all going to Ojai with this Anne-Marie, Anna-Marie, I don't know what her name is. She's absolutely pointless on this show. I think the fact that she's in the opening titles this week, I was like, oh, Oh, okay. She, I like I said before, the rumor is that this stuff came out about her husband, so she had filmed a lot with them, but it was has all been cut because all she talks about is an esophagus. Es- es- oh, well, here we go. Esophagus, there we go. Esophagus, the entire, that's her whole thing. She, and I'm just like, what, what are we doing here? So they're all going to Ojai for Anna Marie, whatever her name is, birthday. Um, Erica can't come because she's got COVID, so we had no Erica this episode, and you realised that you actually needed her. They go on a Sprinter van, so we know what we're like with Sprinter fans. We're like, great, this is going to be something. Zilch. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Do you
2: want a mimosa? No, we're having a different drink. I'm sitting there like... What? Yeah. What should
1: we for them to go to this Ojai? And they got like... <laughs> I would say seven minutes of footage from all being in Ojai that entire day.
2: You know, I love Ojai by the way, but yeah, it was like a brief lunch. And the, it was so bizarre too, because they played that dumb game where it was like, go around the circle and show your O face. And then out of nowhere, Kyle's like, would you date a woman? And then she started demonstrating scissoring with Dorit. And I was like, what's going on right now? I didn't
1: get that at all. Because you know that we know it's a lot about editing and the cuts. But they were asking. And then Kyle blurted it out. And that was either very deliberate to get a reaction from the cast. Because she knows that they suspect that she's having an affair with Morgan. But she's not saying anything. So it was either that or they deliberately cut it that way. But from the reactions, it seemed like she did just blurt it out. Which is bizarre Mm -hmm. and then you know we've got uh Sutton trying to be really oh I'm kinky and crazy by licking a toe and then putting a tongue in Dorit's mouth and I what and then they just went home I was like what (laughs) what's this what was this it was so strange
2: (laughs) it was so strange oh that was too much and then um they end up laughing though, and Sutton's like, "That's why I love this group because we laugh and we remember we like each other." And I was like, "You uh, don't," okay. but okay. Yeah. Uh Then it goes to that scene with Garcelle and her sons, right? And mm-hmm. um they're like having a sex talk and these scenes always make me cringe because I just think about being a teenager and my parents are on a reality show and they want to talk about sex on national tv with me I would be like beat red and like running away
1: absolutely absolutely I know they're such gorgeous young boys yeah and it, it just reminds me like I said before I'm just I'd be terrified my children were gonna get pregnant or get someone pregnant it just terrifies me so much like watching those boys I was like oh god so scary (laughs) um so Garcelle it was really annoying by the way Garcelle made this amazing like lasagna and then he was eating cereal it's like why are you eating cereal you're about to have a home-cooked lasagna no like, what are you doing um but you know and then she kind of and it's another kind of forced storyline so we Always with all the housewives we get the emptiness thing. These boys are 15, so they have three, four years before they go to university. But she's like, so I'm already trying to think about when you go to university, Garcel, give us something else. I mean, come Please, on. What's
2: going on with Crystal? You know, they're not what giving us anything going about
1: anyone on with Crystal. I don't know what happened this season with filming. There is a lot of things that could be behind the scenes. Maybe they got new producers. Maybe they got because something is not clicking in this entire season. I cannot believe we're on episode eleven. I cannot like, believe we're on episode eleven.
2: Did they? We, did they just think that they were going to get more out of the Mo
1: thing? Yeah, probably. I mean, uh... We've and we don't have anything. All we've seen is them being like we don't see. It. We just want something and we're not getting anything. Crystal has had zero screen time and when she does it's it's not entertaining or showing anything about her it's just it's depressing you know, she's just depressing yeah. on there. And that's not, I that's how they're editing her because she's not going to come back next season. And I think they're doing that deliberately. And it's really hard. I like her. She's so gorgeous to look at. You want her on the screen all the time. Uh, well, I she's... do. I just I like stare at her. <laughs> yeah. She's so gorgeous. She's got great potential, I think, to she be does. a good housewife. And with Lion King, you know there's stuff going on there with Lion King. But of that's course. not getting discussed. It's about her random brother that's not even on the show. And then... Her get but she is next week. Look like she's going to get into it with Anne Marie, which is going to be brilliant because that Anne Marie deserves it. But you're right, we have all of that, and then we have this scene with Dorit and yep. Guy. Yeah. Now, I was watching it, and then I put. I was either cooking, I was doing something, so my head was turned. But I know she was. They were getting ready to have the therapist at the house, and she's like, "I'm so glad that Big Guy has now said yes to the therapist." The doorbell goes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he went to go and get a pizza or something. What happened?
2: So, yeah, you're right. The doorbell rings, and he had been chowing down in the kitchen. And right when the doorbell rang, he grabbed, like, one last slice of pizza. And he <laughs> was eating it, and Dorit freaked out. And then she brought it up to the therapist when she opened the door. Do you know what he did? You rang the doorbell, and he grabbed a whole other piece of pizza and shoved it in his mouth. I can't believe you
1: did that, PK. And it was this whole thing. And I was like, jeez or diabetic pk don't forget he's got diabetes and she's I, desperately trying I to get him
2: always I forget he has diabetes and i think she's simply just shaming him
1: i, I always know. forget he is remember he's it. Love- he loves his coke coca-cola and he loves his chips and dips and it's yep. not good <laughs> it's not good for him it's not good for anyone but it's not good for pk um Now, I did think, listen, I understand the English way and drinking is just very, very different, and I always support it and encourage it, okay? However, if you're sitting, PK, I would say this, you're sitting down with your wife who went through an enormous trauma, you're sitting with a therapist who is a doctor, hopefully, and is in a, going to be discussing PTSD, perhaps leave the Stella in the kitchen, Or at least put it in a glass. He was sat in front of that therapist guzzling down a bottle of Stella. I mean, take it a little seriously. (laughs) I mean. Oh, Doreen. What did you make of the stuff that came out in this cake? Because there was a lot that came out in this.
2: I think that they still have a lot of love between them. Yep. I think that the there's a communication breakdown and that he is not grasping just how affected she is by what happened and he's he's having a hard time taking it as seriously as she wants him to and she's not getting what she needs from him the comfort that she is so desperately seeking
1: I agree um I also think, um, I also, I I did believe him when he was articulating that I I really think, and I I kind of understand this feeling as a complex feeling of when somebody you love is in a lot of pain, you can kind of be angry at them because you don't want to take on, you don't want to feel how hurt they are because it hurts you so deeply. It sounds very selfish and it's a very odd, twisted emotion, but it's like when somebody gets sick or has cancer that you're really close to, you can get angry at them because you're angry at them for being sick. Mm-hmm. But it's because you care so much. You can't you can't fathom the pain that they're in and taking that on. So I think PK kind of said that and I believe that with him. So he's like, oh, well, shut up then. You're fine, you're fine. Because he doesn't want to accept the massive amount of pain Dorit's in, which is so evident. This woman is... You know, she really is demonstrating that, you you know, not everybody just gets over something. She went through a horrendous time and she's still going through it. His comments, Kate, this was interesting. She's very, she wasn't as high maintenance, high maintenance. All of this is cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. He's angry at her as well. Everything that I said before. But he is angry at her because she has gone and spent and spent and spent this. And because he's gone, go and spend it all. Not because she's like someone that's money grabbing. But they lived a life well beyond their means, well beyond their means. And he's angry. So he's like, she was never high maintenance before, but now it's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. You're talking about money there, buddy.
2: He's resenting. The lifestyle that she's grown accustomed to and yeah. that's easier to do than for him to reflect on his part in it maybe yeah I um, think so. I think yeah so. I I was glad he at one point did get to that vulnerable place that he yep. you know he got real about it because I was worried that he would spend the whole time making jokes and slugging mm-hmm. back his Stella <laughs> but he did he did get to that place and she came over and sat on his lap and I was like oh yeah. good there that's when I was like okay yeah there is still still a lot of love there mm-hmm. um so I'm hoping they can work through all of this
1: so I mean it was good that like you say it was good he they they got to a vulnerable place but wow there's been a lot that's gone on in that marriage in these past year or so
2: and we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg I know I know i Then we go on to the everyone heading to the celebration of life event, right? Yeah. Okay. Who
1: pops up? Morgan Wade and Teddy, uh, two T's and a tit, or whatever her name is. Teddy um, is in the car with um, Kyle, who are going to the celebration of life, like you say, for her. Very best friend Lorreen who died via uh, by suicide earlier in the year, and so unimaginable. And Kyle is doing the celebration of life to have a, you know, to share memories of her and who she who she is, and and um, so they're going there, and they're like, oh, and then we're picking up Morgan, and then Morgan comes in. So in the back of this car is Teddy, Kyle, and Morgan, and. She then does this whole thing, Kate, in her confessional about people let you down, but you know, um, these are the people that I speak to every single day. I speak to them about family. I speak to them about friends. I speak to them about everything. These are the people that I speak to constantly, every single day. They're my true friends. You know what? I'm really upset about Dorit being pushed out so much.
2: Yeah, they. there was a time where I feel like that was her and- There seems to be so much distance between
1: them now. So much. They did everything together. And I think, you know, the change in Kyle is just so huge, so huge. But apparently she's getting all her comfort from a 27-year-old. I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. But I feel very, when she said that, I was like, that would hurt so much if you were to Dorit never see you.
2: Yeah, and especially with Dorit going through all she's going through too, she probably yeah. wants Kyle there to lean on her. Yeah, mirror. exactly. Uh, yeah, it's strange and disappointing. Well, what's um,
1: strange is they when they get to this celebration, Kate. So they go there, and we see the the sound check, and Kyle's speaking to someone, and Morgan's because Morgan's performing completely inappropriate songs for a celebration of life, by the way. Anyway, so it was so weird. Okay. I was listening to another podcast. It's like, we have to understand here as well. There are, there's got, whether they're lovers or whether they're not, whether they're girlfriends, whether they're partners, whether they're just friends, whatever, there is business as well here because she's promoting the shit out of her constantly. And Kyle's talking to the organizer, the party planner, it's her assistant. She goes, Okay, so basically, we're doing past drinks. And Morgan's doing her sound check. And then Kyle just goes, Hang on a second, hang on a second. And then she just like sings one of the lyrics and then goes over to watch her just in complete admiration. <laughs> What's going on? It just seems like they're dating. I don't know what else to say. I know. Listen, we always say to the listeners, we flip and flop, we flip and flop all the time, we're guilty of it. And I've gone back and forth. I said, no, I just think she admires this young woman, she wants to be like her, blah, blah, blah. This, then she previews one of the songs that they, you know, they go through and Carl gives a lovely, lovely speech and you see Lorraine's just heartbroken mother and her her two gorgeous daughters that she has just awful and Kyle gives a, a beautiful speech and and then she's like and, and now musical guest Morgan Wade lyrics you say i'm too young for you you say i shouldn't be the one for you or whatever that one that lyric what how's this first of all it's obviously completely and utterly about Kyle and you're singing this at the celebration of life not okay dude
2: I don't know. And even before that, can we talk about the scene in the green room where Kyle's nervous about the speech and she's sitting across from her and you could tell she wanted to touch her more so and true. comfort her more. And she's about to say something. And Kyle's like, what? She's like, never mind. And I was
1: like, so what? True. What it's- are you going to say? It's so true. They are literally like they should have as though they should have their hands tied because they're about to like reach for each other constantly. I know.
2: Oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's, it's wild, and then we get to them eating stuff off skewers and feeding it. To, she was giving it to Morgan, so I'm like, they are absolutely having a sexual relationship. Like they are in a relationship. I mean, after seeing this, I, I just come. The, the
2: body on. language is saying yeah. a lot. A I'll say that. Yeah.
1: What else Aren't, happened to <laughs> Anne Marie? Oh God.
2: Well, Garcelle calls Teddy the gnat <laughs> and Brilliant. laughs about it, which I loved. Loved it. Um that's really all I have it is it ending on, you uh, know, the sad the, the whole Anne
1: Marie of it. She comes in as though I've got something to say. She goes, So, she sits with Crystal and Sutton. Nope, sorry, Crystal and Garcelle. And she said, Well, Listen, you guys. This is the celebration of life. You guys know Sutton much, you know, better than I do. Um, here's the thing. You can't just say small esophagus. And as to a medical professional like me, and I'm not gonna, t- you know, figure it out. That is not a medical term. So either there's an eating disorder. And Crystal goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa stop!" Crystal is rolling her eyes. She's going, "Why are you even saying an eating disorder?" And Amory and goes, "I never said eating disorder." And then they rewind the tape. It's, she's an idiot. This Anne Marie is a complete idiot. I don't know why we have her. She's not funny. She's not interesting. She is not causing drama. This, she's picking on something that is so stupid and uninteresting. It's not going to get you on this show again. And so they all, they, the two of them sit there and they're just like, uh, all right, whatever. Like, embar- she, it's just basically like you're completely embarrassing yourself. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I, then, Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say. And then um, uh, Garcelle just stands up, goes right over to Sutton and Doree, where Sutton's talking about her father's suicide and just goes, Oh, by the way, Anne Marie was just talking about your esophagus again. Boom.
2: With my thing with Anne Marie is that she has the makings of a messy housewife because she's, we're talking about, oh, everyone's too afraid to say stuff and bring stuff up. And she's coming in every scene, the esophagus, the esophagus. But she needs to pick her storylines better. No one cares about that. You need to come in and talk about someone's, husband being a gay hairdresser yes. or you he need to come that. in and bring the heat you can't come in and say I'm a I'm a doctor and there's no such thing as a small esophagus you must have an eating disorder that's not how you're gonna win fans and stay on the show people don't want to hear that you Absolutely. accusing people of that that's not nice and it's boring yep. so I, I appreciate her tenacity
1: in bringing stuff up on camera but it's not the right thing I know I know it's yeah. I mean, so it was just <laughs> oh excuse me. Um, overall, Kate, it was disappointing. This it made me look at Beverly Hills and go, what are we doing with this cast? It all needs to be axed. It needs to be redone, reshuffled, and then we get this insane um confessional from from Kyle, where she's just like, you know, I um I don't think I I don't even feel any affinity to L.A. anymore. I don't want to live here when Portia's um finished school I'm going. And her what she was saying is me Morgan and I are going to go and live like the rest of LA at the moment and move to Tennessee. Everyone in LA is going to Nashville by the way. No one's left in LA anymore. There's no one here.
2: They <laughs> And all... I and, and I'm coming back.
1: <laughs> You're coming back. And literally it was Austin, it was Portland and now everyone's going to Nashville. And that's essentially what she was saying. She's like, I want to be, you know, in the woods. I want to be hiking. I want to be doing this. And I don't feel like I want to be here anymore. Her personality is completely changed, and it's, it's, it must be so jarring to be Doree, and her other friends that are like, this is Kyle, her and Maurizio, traveling. She loves the Rolexes. She loves being out at parties every night. She loves a drink, gets drunk. We all have fun, and then one day. She's because I'm not any of that anymore. I think it's very brave when you know, when you say it like this, I think it's fabulous that a woman, especially a woman, um, and especially getting older, to to really find who she is. And I think that's what she's doing. I yeah. think she's fallen in love with Morgan. I think she feels utterly betrayed and let down by Maurizio. And she met Morgan and it just all made sense. And a whole new chapter. So there's a part of it that I actually find really inspiring. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I am ha- I want her to be happy. I know there's people who really don't like Kyle. Or- I feel like people yeah. are divided about being yeah. a, a fan of hers or not. I'm a fan of Kyle. I think uh, she has given us so much on this show, actually. She, yeah. all the family secrets oh. have come out. You know, yeah. she exposed her sister's alcoholism on camera. You know, you stole my house. Like, the- well, I was kidding. But there's, there's... A lot she's done, and I, I do want her to be happy, mm-hmm. and I think that might mean leaving this show behind. And I know that's crazy to say because she is the star of it, but I want brandy types, honestly. I mm. <laughs> in the mix at least, not all brandies. That would be too much. But I want it to be exciting and fun i don't want to see people just lackluster and over it the whole time
1: uh, that's that's the feeling exactly and you know what what this has brought out as well is, i'm by the way i am not putting asking the producers here to do what they did to roni get rid of everyone and start with people that aren't even interesting but what i'm saying is we need to look at this cast and see what denise has brought more this entire season already <sighs> than the majority of the cast. And she was in like two But Denise would be brilliant full-time. Brilliant. Get Brandy back. That would be controversial. Get those two. I mean, Camille in the mix again. You know, we could really get... Get Adrian Maloof back. I mean, seriously, I'm like, let's shake this up a bit, but keep trying to get back to the essence of what it was, because this is not working.
2: No. There's a lot of real stuff going on, but no one will talk about it. I don't think they want to fight with each other that much anymore. Uh, (laughs) Like they're tired.
1: (laughs) I think they're tired. That's the word that I feel this entire franchise is exhausted. They're just going, I can't do it. And you're right. Kyle has given one of the top, she's given the most out of probably any housewife that's been on this. She's exposed horrendous, painful, incredibly sore subjects Um, and perhaps with her marriage, it was the last straw of where she was like, this one, I'm not going to do. I'm not going into my marriage. And I don't think, I don't know how many episodes we have left. Kate, we're on 11. I still don't think we're going to get anything.
2: No, no. I mean, she, she hints at it at the end of this. I started crying because she talked about how her last conversation with her friend was, um, her telling Kyle that you should cherish your marriage. And she said, I feel like I'm letting her down and that was heartbreaking to hear and that's but that's kind of it seems like the most she's going to say about it is things like that and we all want
1: the details but yeah. I just don't think we. I think she finally went this is the last this is what I'm not going to give you guys and, and she's and not going to continue on the show and I get I, it, I understand I'm okay
2: with that but I don't yeah. want next season I don't want a whole nother season of this I think it's no. time to hang up the diamonds and rosé and
1: I think so. And that Maurizio, by the way, if you want to laugh, go onto his Instagram. He is like fulfilling every stereotype of a middle-aged divorced dad. I can't. It's painful, Kate. If you really, if you want to laugh, go and watch it. He is just like shirtless with 20 year olds and then like, oh, jetting to another place. It's like, oh God. Maurizio. Any other words for BH? No, but before we move on to
2: Salt Lake City, we didn't speak at all about OC.
1: About the drama.
2: Well, yeah, and and I also, I saw that apparently Alexis Bellino has gotten an offer to rejoin. It's back
1: and forth, I know. Is it real? Is that real? I don't know. She, some blogger or some Instagram account said that she had, and she wrote in the comments, not true. But I do not think there is a producer alive that would not get her on That She wants to be on camera more than anybody else, right? More than Jill Zarin. She's in Jill Zarin level. (laughs) And the fact that a producer cannot let this go, she is dating Jim Johnson Janssen, like, of course, unless Shannon said, I'm not filming, and they had to choose. I don't know, but it is the biggest mistake if we don't see Bellino. Please. And then... The other tidbit
2: I saw was, uh, I was looking into the the Instagram back and oh. forth. And I saw, oh. well, because Vicky left the comment on Tamara's recent post about The Traitors Season 2. Shout out to The Traitors. I love that show. And I'm so excited for Tamara to be on it. I can't wait. Also, um, Sheree, Phaedra Parks, Larsa Pippin. It's going to be a great season. Anyways. Larsa
1: will sit like this the entire time. Huh? <laughs> what?
2: I'm not the Card- traitor.
1: Kardashian? I didn't <laughs> plastic surgery?
2: She'd My be a God. good trader then. No one will think it's her. Oh. Uh, so anyways, she's promoting that. And Vicky, of course, commented, perfect show for you. And oh. Tamara's response, oh. I, I enjoyed. Thank you. I'm honored to be on an Emmy-winning reality show with some of the biggest names in the industry. Sorry you didn't get the
1: call. Better luck next time. Oh, Tamara. And they are beginning filming this week. This oh. week or next week, they are going into filming. Tamara's up. I mean, Perfect. And if you then add Bellino, of course, Tamara's going to become best friends with Alexis to piss Shannon off. It'll be a dream.
2: It writes itself. Yeah, come on. I hope uh, they didn't
1: mess that up, Kate. Okay. I know.
2: And then to launch us into the Salt Lake Ooh. City recap we're about to do. I don't know if you saw this, but there is a California congressman named Robert Garcia who quoted Heather (laughs) in a congressional speech roasting Trump. He said, and what do we have as Democrats? We have receipts, proof, a timeline, screenshots. We have everything we need to prove conclusively that foreign governments were funneling money through Trump properties and into Donald Trump pockets all in violation of the constitution and i live for that
1: i think that's I so amazing passed out i was <laughs> done when i saw it i just the next time people give us shit especially these these men that come along and be like oh you women watching housewives look at the political influence that andrew cohen has had I mean, we are influencing every aspect of society at this point, the housewives.
2: That is absolutely true. And
1: this is only going to fluff up Heather's ego to higher and higher. Heather, (laughs) yeah, I realized there is something we have not discussed with our listeners. And this is perfect timing. So thank you for that quote. That was it was genius. Guys, if you've not seen it, go and Google it. It was perfection. Kate and I on our break, obviously, we saw each other. And we were also chit chatting back and forth, goss, drama, bravo, etc. I one night opened up, I've not discussed this and I'm not gonna go into a huge amount of details, but we will talk about it. Um I opened up, I have my per we have our, our Instagram, Tender Love and Care podcast, and then I have my personal Instagram, and Kate has her personal Instagram. Mine isn't on private, I don't know if yours is Kate. Um is yours is. on private? Yeah, it is. Okay. Right now. So yeah. mine's I it was on private. I took it off. Um, just because I had some really good selfies on there. So it's like I want everyone to see obs. Um, yes, right. so I been yeah, so mine's an open profile. I don't I think we may have linked our profiles or tagged them on the Tender Love and Care podcast a couple of times, whatever. Um, obviously, I guess it's easy enough to find us. You would just search our followers and then find us. I opened up and I had a message request on my personal Instagram account. And what preceded was a night of me texting back this person and Kate being like, what the hell? So a wonderful individual who I will not name because I did not ask them if I could reached out to me about Monica. And this individual gave some information like i said i did not ask them if i could repeat this so i'm just gonna be very vague but we had somebody reach out to us who knows several people in several franchises that was hinting that what is going to be revealed in the salt lake city reunions um is going to be it's not going to be everything that we expect when it comes to this reality, Von Tees being all of Monica. We know that Monica said, you know, there's six people involved. A lot of these people have come forward, Tanisha and all these other people. But there is somebody else sitting on the couch that knows a lot more than they're letting on. And I think in this first reunion, I already have clocked who it is. I think a lot of other people have as well, the stuff that's come online. But I just want to reach out. I just want to say on this, thank you so much for reaching out to me. It was a shock. You gave me a ton of information. Kate and I loved it. Um, It was a person that could have gone to many different other podcasts. Um, Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they did reach out to us. So we really, really appreciate it. Guys, all of your information is always anonymous. Anything that you send to us, we absolutely love it. Um, But this was very, very telling that there is a lot more that some of those housewives know, and they're trying to desperately cover up.
2: Yeah, that was thrilling. Uh, You really made our night with that. That was super
1: interesting to receive. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, We have to go in. I mean, I just want to go over with you. I'd love to hear you kind of just take us through how you felt, Kate, when you finally watched the finale, because we have not discussed it, guys. We haven't been on air since... I have to say, I
2: was watching this with my partner and I rewound the very beginning Mm. four times and I was cackling with how serious the editing was.
1: (laughs) I was like, what am
2: I watching? Is this an Oscar nominated film? I lost it just even from the very beginning, the editing. And it just... Kept giving. I loved every second of this episode. I laughed. Mm-hmm. My jaw was on the floor. I was so happy to finally get a Housewives finale that lived up to the crazy yeah. hype that they set online and everything. I was like, this was iconic.
1: Agree, agree, agree. I will tell you that mix of emotions. I absolutely, one hundred percent. I got very angry with Monica. Like I was, the way she attacked Baby Gorge. You know, we don't let anyone touch Baby Gorge, but she was so nasty and so vicious when Heather called her out at that table. The thi- she's she's like backed into a corner and she's just clawing and she's just scratching and just saying disgusting things to people. Disgusting. And you know she's doing it as a defense mechanism. I get it. She's been caught. Um, but she came across so poorly. And it's not just like a housewife that's done something shady. It's like a darkness. And then we go into this reunion and nothing... Imp- I mean where are you standing let's do an overview where are you standing with monica after the finale and then after this first part of the reunion
2: i can't completely hate her as a as a tv personality because this just produced one of the best seasons of reality tv i've ever watched yep so she put in the work and she did what she needed to do um It's so slippery and slimy what she did. Yeah. Uh, The email to (gasps) production and how, just how it all came about. It's very icky. Uh, And we, I was thinking about this. We have been, we were really big fans of hers from the jump. We were like, this is genius casting. She's the one who sent Jen to prison She's bringing it episode one. She's on, she is on. We defend it. We um, had so much sympathy for her regarding all her, the things with her mother. And so I just feel like I've been on a roller coaster with my, uh, parasocial feelings about her best friends, best friends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's she, she, this, this was rough.
1: She comes off very bad very poorly she, there is uh, the problem i mean the unanimous feeling i think is that she will she was fired basically on air when she said that about andy's face when she said well i wrote casting and i said your ratings suck the people is shit did it and andy's face i was like you've just been fired everyone's yeah. comparing it to when carol radzivill um told andy to that he was scared of Bethany and that she was fired on the spot then. Yeah. And it's kind of that instant. There's no possible way Monica can come back. If they attempt to get her back in the next season, it's going to be a complete failure. Because of this, what is getting exposed with Monica? It's not that she's done a load of shady shit. It's not that with the reality of On Tease. It's that the curtain has been pulled back way too much. She had formulated every single step to get onto this show, which is revealed and that doesn't that doesn't last. You can't have that as a housewife. Sure, do the majority of them know of the show and then know a friend and get on it and want to be on it. Yes. But this was just ridiculous. You're getting voicemails of her saying. Well, look at what Kim Kardashian did and I'm going to do that and I'm going to get on this show. We get the recording of her fighting with her mom on Instagram where the mom is advising her get as much screen time as possible and her saying, I know how to be on the show. You can't have someone like that back on the show. You can't. She
2: outproduced the producers Yeah,
1: and that's,
2: they don't like that. They want to be able to predict the behavior of the housewives and be five steps ahead of them at all times.
1: Well, I think it yes, um but I think it's also that if you do do that, don't tell anyone you've done that because there oh, has to yeah. be that's the problem. It's like we all know that, you know, Ramona wasn't choosing to go for lunch with Tinsley every week, right? But we have this, you know, um um What's the term? Like suspension of disbelief. disbelief. That's it. Thank you. Suspended disbelief when we watch this. We know a lot of the arguments are true, but the scenes are all set up with producers. We know they're not buying the houses and paying for the houses when they go on vacations. We know all of this, but we put that aside because there is serious stuff about why they hate each other and fights that they have. But Monica just ruined all of that for herself. She's like, this is how I did it. See, I got on this show because I calculated and I wrote an email to casting and I'll show you all how to do it. That's not how it works, dude. You can't see on a show like this.
2: Yeah, we're in Bravo Oz and you just revealed the man behind the curtain exactly. and exactly. kind of
1: killed a little magic. She she did kill, that's, I honestly think the magic has gone with her. She comes out, I would just like to say, we didn't even have time in this reunion to see them get ready. It was them getting out of the vans, praying in an elevator and seeing Baby Gorgeous with the most orange tan I've ever seen and I appreciated it so much Kate baby gorge was full on orange always stunning so stunning and she brave. said
2: she said on twitter someone shared a photo of the set and it had that that ship the, and she goes I didn't wear Tom Ford oh, to be boy. in a shipwreck and
1: I, 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 know, I, I, loved, I loved it yeah that set even Andy was like I feel like I'm an acid trip it was like what were you
2: what were we doing what were we doing it was like Bermuda
1: Triangle. So bad. And then icicles on the ship. I mean, the set dressing for that was... It was very... <laughs> bad, very poor. It was very poor. But that's not what we were interested in. We... I, When they all came out, and honestly, all of them were absolutely orange, I did think to myself, what I would look... How pale I would look next to them. Because in person... That's what they look like on camera. In person... <laughs> They're just completely orange. And I'm thinking <laughs> if I had sat there with no fake tan on. Anyway, that was my first thought. But then, Kate, what were your thoughts of the looks? Because every we were on our fourth season. Every single reunion, they are roasted to hell for their looks. Um,
2: I need to pull it up. I don't have as good of a memory.
1: <laughs> uh, that probably know. says something. Because they were nothing. I mean, they were just, it was nothing. It wasn't like, you know, Whitney was wearing like 500, every single necklace she owned, she put around her neck and that yellow cutout dress Heather, they were all just so boring let me go I to the, the trades up. betches.com fantastic well done um
2: okay Whitney's okay let me go yes yeah. so yeah okay Whitney has on this lime green dress that has all these swirly things at the and top um don't love boxes. yeah no thanks um angie has this red this short red number. i think angie looks hot like this is a hot i think angie look. looked great yeah yeah uh heather mm.
1: nice. No, no, okay
2: yawn it's it's good yeah. it's serviceable um mary's is boring blue long oh, haven't thing. seen her yet okay um monica's it feels dated in an unintentional way Yeah. Uh, but her makeup and hair and all that is incredible. Yeah, yeah
0: she looks um,
2: gorgeous. Meredith's is this red thing with the tie around it. I love the color on her, but no, this no. it doesn't feel formal enough or something. No. And let's see, baby gorgeous. I actually really like. Yeah, of course. Tom Ford, and it's baby gorge. What more do you and need? This, those silver platform heels are oh, very, very nice. Good. Yeah. Okay.
1: Great. So. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was like, oh, okay. And then right <laughs> out the gate, Andy wanted to bring up Jen Shah. Yeah. Just what is it, you know, how was it like going back filming with her? And I wanted to push them a little, push Meredith a little bit more. Do you remember when we first opened this season, Meredith was, they were like, oh, have you contact Meredith, have you contacted Jen? And she's like, well, how can I? She's in prison. Well, you were such a big fan of hers. You could have written to her. You could have visit, you can visit her. You could do, and she's just like, nah. I wish Andy had like pushed a Meredith more on it. I really do, but he didn't. They were yeah. all just like, "Nah, whatever." We're all betrayed. We we all know she's guilty. Okay, next. was strange. Yeah, yeah. And
2: they they were so upset that she they they told us like she maintained her innocent uh, innocence to them up until the second she went into the courtroom to admit to everything and all that. So uh, yeah. yeah, they're all done with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she made a statement. Mm-hmm. I saw Jen's uh response to everything.
1: It was like three pages long. I read the first couple of sentences. So I was like, "All right, got all up. right, moving on."
0: Um, yeah.
2: and then we go into Monica's segment, not about the reality von Tees, but everything else before that. So, um, he Andy asks her about talking to her mom, uh, towards the beginning of the season about feeling less than than the other women, um, and the whole, you know, putting a designer purse on her credit card and being afraid of not keeping up with the Joneses and stuff. And, um, this leads to the $60,000 ring conversation. (laughs) And Andy's like, why were you so annoyed by Lisa being upset? Wouldn't you be upset if you lost that ring? And she says that she wasn't so much upset that Lisa lost it and was freaking out but because she feels like lisa kept repeating the price like flashing her money and bragging about being able to afford it and Mm -hmm. she thought that was out of touch or whatever and then baby gorgeous says well you don't know but actually that ring was a gift from john after my child almost died during childbirth and so Mm -hmm. it's sentimental value you're an
1: asshole Mm-hmm. there you go baby gorge and yeah. it was it was funny when she when baby gorge says i only said the price three times and they pan to andy he does his uh. <laughs> <laughs> it It's great yeah um yeah they go over that and then and then she's like i did not steal, just just everyone i did not steal that ring that ring went down the toilet that's i think that's essentially what happened i don't Do I think Monica's capable of stealing stuff? Probably, but I don't think that she stole that ring. I think it went down the toilet. Um, And then we get this whole assistant. So, Andy, this needs to be delved into more, which they probably won't, but Monica, so you were an assistant to Jen Shah. Well, I was her friend, but I would help her out by doing her groceries. This is a woman that at this time was living larger than life, and already had assistants that were paid. And Monica's like, you know, I just helped her free of charge. So she paid you. No, she shouldn't pay me. And Andy was like, so you took time away from your children to just go and get Jen Shah's groceries. And he was great. And that's when it comes out that, Heather's like, you know, essentially they were like, well, you were doing this so you could get on the show. You you didn't say anything about being like Kim Kardashian and being an assistant to Paris Hilton to look at her now. And she full out goes, nope. And then Heather goes, really? And then plays a voice recording of Monica saying exactly that. She's such a light. That's why she can never be on as well. Again, you would never believe a single word out of her mouth. There's, it'd be pointless to have Monica on again.
2: Yeah, that's so true. She's an unreliable narrator now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah and she was claiming she didn't know jen was on the show when she met her yeah right no one believes that stop even trying to keep that up i know and then they get into how she applied for the show Mm. and of course all the women are like well we didn't have to apply you know yeah okay well i did and i emailed casting your show sucks your rating sucks and you need me and they they show the email
1: oh, it was brilliant work brilliant work oh i wish i could have been one of the um people that the producers that had to get back into the casting emails and search monica's name to find it
2: oh it was a dream yeah they're really having fun over there i bet yeah um and then she starts talking about how she's she gets a little bit holier than that with the women of, well, I talked to the feds about Jen, and I think a lot of people in the room should have or something. And yeah. um yeah. they're all just like, okay, shut up. And then they go into the affair stuff. She talks about how she's being called a whore online, and it was 10 years ago. She talks about all she – went through to be rebaptized into the church after she was excommunicated and how it was a really big deal and it was really difficult and even with how upset with her they are the women were backing her up on this heather was saying yeah it is really really difficult getting back in yeah. Um, and baby gorgeous is like yeah you're even your friend said you were reading the bible every day it's oh, like oh gosh. baby gorgeous so kind so kind And, uh, Andy's like, well, at least it was, (laughs) at least it wasn't your, her, your husband's brother, but his brother-in-law, that's better, right?
1: (laughs) She's like, no, (laughs) no, Andy, it really wasn't. And listen, I'm not going to go down this path, but uh, having said, having said that, um, that's the Curb Your Enthusiasm quote for anyone, by the way, the George, the, yeah, the episode, you'll know it, um, with Jerry Seinfeld, having said that, um, I do kind of want to do the maths on when this affair took place and her children, because I don't get it. She's saying she had this affair 10 years ago and she's four kids. So was she having a kid and having sex with the brother? I, not that it matters. I know none of this matters, but. I kind of want to know all the details. Was she pregnant and having sex with this guy? Was she just given birth? And the first thing you can think about after giving birth is having a fucking affair? I don't know. I remember we were talking, we had
2: this conversation when she first came on and was talking about it. And we were like, wait, wait a second. How does this all fit together? And you can tell she's very ashamed of it, and yeah, um, she talks about all the cyberbullying going on or whatever with the fans, and I'm sure she is getting very nasty comments that are tough to read every day. And the women sympathize about that with her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get into the this segment I wrote. It's the mending fences question mark sent uh, segment. So they're talking about how at the beginning of the season, they had this get together um, and it was like, everyone, are uh, are we cool type of thing? Are we good? Yeah. And how they were not <laughs> yeah. throughout the season. So first we have Andy asking Meredith if she saw what Whitney and the others meant by calling her out for, you know, pulling things that she's upset about, she pulls those out when her back's up against the wall during an argument. And mm-hmm. Meredith says, "No, I saw the opposite." <laughs> she still doesn't mm-hmm. really get it. Yeah. Um.
1: And they, yeah. yeah. They go through like who. Let me get my notes there. They go through yeah all of these these arguments between them, and it was. Meredith and Whitney and then Meredith and Lisa and then Lisa and Whitney and then I did love the one I honestly didn't make a lot of notes of this because to be honest I can't believe I'm really saying this I overall I think this first I know they're not going to dive into the massive big big thing first episode but I thought this first reunion this first part was not very interesting I didn't think there was a ton of drama in this first part
2: not really it's yeah, not really. Not really. Um <laughs> it's a lot of um remember this you were kind of pissed off about? Yeah, yeah, I was pissed off
1: and this is why. Yeah. Um I did love it though. Angie baby um Lisa was saying something and I loved Angie goes, Angie was speaking and Lisa interrupted and and Angie goes, "Hang on baby gorgeous." Oh. Yeah. So good. That was fun. And Andy, another highlight, Andy impersonating, impersonating Meredith. The husbands and the husbands and the, That was so good. Oh, and he did it every time. Mm. So, yeah, that's
2: the next segment I have on here. We find out that Whitney and Justin are apparently doing better and his ring didn't yeah. fit or yeah, something. right. Okay. Right. I not believe any of that. Um, Andy brings, uh, and then it's kind of back to Monica and Andy brings up the financials, which I liked. He's hmm. like, Oh, Oh, I read that you're going to get $6,600 a month for child support. That must be nice. Huh? And she's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Not really, you know, my, hmm. my life is still stressful. Yeah. And, um, then they talk about her business. I loved Meredith pointing out that people online are talking about not receiving their yeah. blanket.
1: I know that was great. <laughs> it's so pointed. I know, I know.
2: Um, and then Angie had a great line. My husband and I were an established couple in Salt Lake city until this rat crawled out of the sewer. And then let's see. Oh, this part was the most interesting to me. Andy asked Meredith, were you dangling the rumors about the husband to provoke one of the other women to bring up the gay husband rumor? And uh she's like no no she kind of dances around, she just skirts around it and then we have angie starting to yell at her and then meredith rolls through an exhaustive list of things oh. angie said about her on the show trampoline with eyes that Thank was a compliment
1: you. oh it was that was my last note on this I was like trampoline with eyes compliment angie i'm a pillar in the community I mean, these women are just brilliant. And I loved that Meredith actually went and transcribed the entire person's, Nesting's rumours quote to be able to read it word for word for everyone. And you know Brooks was in on, you know that Brooks Marks is in on everything, prepping for this, getting the notes done. Yeah. When he's not too busy designing his tracksuits, he Ooh. is That's, and modeling.
2: That takes a lot of yeah. time.
1: Yeah. He's a busy he's
2: a boy. Uh I liked the tweet from Ira Madison the Third, who ha- I love. He they he uh blah, blah, blah. he has the podcast Keep It. Um, oh, I don't know it at all. And he's a great writer and everything. And so um he tweeted that Whitney's in her villain era getting Monica to bring up the rumor, the rumors about yeah. Andrew and husband mm-hmm. and um, Monica. I feel like she's trying to take blame where blames do, which I was like, okay, that's good. She's like, well, yeah. I don't blame Whitney for what comes out of my mouth. Um, and then probably my, one of my favorite lines was at the very end, Andy is asking Ange about something else. She's answering. Monica's interrupting. And Ange's like, this is my moment to speak. And then Monica keeps barking. And she goes, you're fucking Range Rover under a carport.
1: Spending your money on a purse instead of your daughter's. Brilliant. Brilliant. (laughs) And the audacity for Monica to fire back. Keep my children's name out your mouth. Shut up. Like then she's not talking. I hate that's the my pet peeve with housewives. We don't talk about the children. No one is sat there saying, Oh, your six-year-old is really ugly. Okay. They're saying stuff like, You're a bad mum, because you know what? Some of them are bad mums. All right. And people call it out. They're not, say, they're not saying they're
2: not saying your children seem like they're holograms, and you don't. You who never. Who would say touch. that, Kate?
1: Who would that say is that? So rude. And who would say you know that there are kids that you forget about that you can't really see when they're on screen because they're just so odd looking? I mean, no way. You know what kind of podcaster? I mean, person would say something like that. Not us. Not us, bitch. Not us, bitch. <sighs> um, I I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit disappointed in the first part. I just not that I thought it was gonna be explosive, but. Oh, I did see a little bit more drama, Baby Gorge maybe, and going to Meredith, or like Meredith going with Angie. It was just all like wah, 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 wah. And I think it's because Monica's coming in so hot. She doesn't have to play it all. She's known how to get on the show. Congratulations. You knew how to do all of this, but you are, you've played this all wrong. You could have had this as a long ter- longer term, longer-term thing than it's going to be, but you've yeah. played all your cards and you're done. You showed your hand, Yep
2: i i enjoyed it i mean it's it was still more entertaining than pretty much every beverly hills reunion in the past five years for sure but i get
1: what you're saying i was like all right let's get to it and i know we're all that's the thing we we can't appreciate how good it is probably because we're all waiting (laughs) for you know what but two and three is gonna be great they're gonna be great um andy they must have filmed for like 15 hours that day. You know, these reunions go on for like 10 hours. but I'm sure this was a 15 hour day. Um, I'm excited. What's going on with everything with OC? I must admit, I'm really following this Vicky drama and Tamara and Shannon it's so hard. I am loving it. Loving it. Is there so anything
2: all- else going on with that that I didn't mention? I don't feel like I don't know everything. or I don't know. I don't just, get why, why the initial fight. don't know.
1: All we know is that the Tres Amigas were doing this tour, right? Then suddenly they did a couple of dates. That was it. Then up pops Vicky and Shannon going on a tour. Okay. And the comments start and all the fights all over social media, which I love. I encourage all these women to fight over social media.
2: Please. Well, at Uh, least we know Tamara will bring it up on camera for sure. (laughs) She'll tell us the scoop.
1: Uh, as I said on our one of our Instagram posts or um, our stories, this has to be a live feed right now. If we could get a 24-hour live feed on Shannon, Tamara, and Vicky, camera's up. I mean... Big Brother style, yeah. God, it would be good, Kate. Jeez. It's kind of stuff I want, you know? Kind of we, stuff I and want. And we
2: don't really have enough to
1: watch. I could probably watch more. Yeah. I could definitely watch OC right now. Like, why <laughs> can they not just quickly film it, like film a load of scenes on a Monday, release it on a Friday for us, you know, please give it to us. I need it in my veins. I need, I need it injected. All right, guys, we've spent 18 hours talking about this. We have to go, Um, yeah. but <laughs> we do want to say thank you so, so much for listening. We also want to just address a couple of things with our Patreon. So if you are subscribed to listen to our subscriber only episodes, which comes out every other Friday, um, you either subscribed via Patreon or you subscribed clicking on a link in our feed. Now, we have switched over platforms, which doesn't affect anything apart from some of our subscribers that have um, that signed up via a link in our feed on one of those episodes that had a little lock on it. You may only be able to listen to the episodes on Apple and some other streaming devices and not Spotify. I know that sounds really complicated, but essentially... From now on, anybody um, that hopefully wants to join our Patreon and get more uh, more episodes from us where we detail and go over weird, wild, crazy documentaries, just go to patreon.com and search Tender Loving Care Podcast and sign up there. It's only five bucks a month.
2: Yeah. And I've been putting the video versions mm. of our bonus episodes on the Patreon as well. And... um yeah, that's the best way right now. We'll let you know if something changes, if we get it figured out to be easier, but, um, you can set your Patreon up so that it is linked with the app that you like to use and it, yeah. it shows up in your feed for you. Um, so just reach out. If you have questions about that, we can help you figure out how to listen.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely all right well thank you so much guys i know we're gonna have so much more to talk about we're gonna be back on tuesday with our 90 day fiance wednesday with our um the new york post investigates um and the following friday more and more bravo so we love you follow us on tender love and care podcast on instagram goodbye bye